0: This is the wake-up rundown from News 10 ABC. Good morning, everyone. Today is Monday, January 13th, 2020. This is meteorologist Rob Lindenmuth with your Storm Tracker forecast. For today, expect skies to remain mostly cloudy with temperatures topping out in the upper 30s to near 40, a far cry from the temperatures in the 60s that we saw over the weekend. It will remain mainly quiet through the afternoon with some patchy drizzle, especially north of Albany mid-morning through early afternoon. Heading through the overnight period, temperatures only dropping back to near 30, so another mild night. Pretty cloudy out there with a West wind four to eight miles per hour. We do even warmer as we head into Tuesday and Wednesday as temperatures top out in the low to mid 40s. Maybe some evening rain showers Tuesday lingering into Wednesday morning before we really cool down big time Friday into next weekend. That's a look at your
1: forecast, and
0: here's today's headlines.
1: In the news today, investigations are now underway after two shootings in as many days. Albany police saying those shootings happen within blocks of one another, but it's not yet known if they're connected. 21-year-old man was shot in the leg at 2nd and North Swan Streets Friday night. Saturday night, a 13-year-old girl was hit by what police believe to be a stray bullet at 3rd and North Swan Streets, but both victims thankfully are expected to be okay.
2: The fight against the ongoing vaping crisis continues here in New York state as well. The latest court ruling siding with the vaping industry, shooting down Governor Cuomo's executive order to ban flavored vaping products. The ban was issued back in September. Now a state Supreme Court judge has found that that decision to either ban or regulate vaping products is, quote, reserved constitutionally to the legislature and not to the executive branch.
3: Happening today, an opioid overdose training is being held at the Clifton Park Half Moon Public Library. Clifton Park Half Moon EMS will teach participants how to recognize and respond to an overdose. This includes teaching them about Narcan, also known as Naloxone, which can reverse an opioid
1: overdose. That training begins at 7 tonight. Planned pedestrian safety and traffic improvements could begin today on Campbell and Spring Avenues in Troy. Mayor Patrick Madden says the work includes upgraded traffic lights and new crosswalks. He says that intermittent lane closures could be a possibility starting today project timeline is scheduled to last through late spring. And a new law will
3: go into effect here in New York State allowing adopted children to get their full birth certificate when they turn 18. Until recently, adoptees could only receive a version of their birth certificate that left out critical family information. The new law goes into effect this Wednesday, January 15th
2: want to get right to some breaking news right now that we're following out of Troy.
1: The news sends Jamie DeLine live at 8th and Hoosick Streets, where an early morning chase has come to an end. Jamie. Ryan and Christina, as you can see, there's still a police presence here at the intersection
3: of 8th and Hoosick Streets. And if you look closely, you can see there's a car that appears as though it crashed into a chain-link fence near this tree over there. We're told by Troy police that a stolen car was followed from Albany to Troy and that suspects fled the scene. Several cars were hit along the way, but accident reports are being Made. This did cause some traffic backups here, and we're working to learn more information. And when we do, we will let you know. But for now, reporting live in Troy, I'm Jamie DeLine, News 10 ABC.
1: Well, we all know the winter weather can be tough on the skin. And we're getting some help from the experts today on how to take proper care of your skin. News 10's Ben Ryan live from Schenectady to help us out with this, with the help of the experts where you are.
0: Of course. Hey, good morning, Christina. So yeah, that's exactly right. So we know those cool temperatures, those low humidity levels, they certainly
1: can be at least a little
0: harsher, or a little tough on the skin. And for many, it's tough to get into that proper skincare routine. So they might want to amp it up a little bit. So of course, we're here with Miss Tammy Valor. She's a licensed esthetician and owner of Wet Beauty Lounge in Schenectady. And let's break it down a little bit. You know, when it comes to the winter weather, what are some things that we have to worry about for our skin?
4: Well, it's really important that you use skincare products that have like soothing and calming ingredients. So, if anything, would like maybe a, an aloe vera or tea tree, white, uh, green tea, um, different things, o extract. So, it's really important that you're going from the cold conditions into the hot, you know, warm heat. Mm. So it's, um, it actually really traumatizes the skin.
0: Mm-hmm. So that, I feel like that could be one of the toughest parts. You know, you go from, you know, whether it's 20 to 30 degree weather and you right. walk into a dry indoor room, it could, you know, make right. it pretty dry on your skin and cracking a little bit. So what are some things that you do here to help out with that? And of course, what would you recommend for folks at home for their at home routine?
4: Okay, so it's really important that you do, um, when you get a facial, so when people talk about facials, there's two different types of exfoliations. There's a manual exfoliation and chemical exfoliation. Mm -hmm. Some of the things we do here at Wet Beauty Lounge for like manual exfoliation, we may use a product that actually exfoliates the skin and polishes the skin. We may do something like a dermaplane, which is a um, sterile device that we actually um, shave the skin and actually remove the uh, vellus hair. Um, things like the hydrofacial, so it's a high frequency machine that goes in and pushes water into the skin, lifts the dead skin cells. Okay. Um, we may even use something like a microdermabrasion. We do a diamond tip head microdermabrasion. There are microdermabrasions out there that are aluminum oxide crystals, which actually go adhere to the dead skin cells, dry it in. It helps with the moisture to um, the moisture of the skin so your moisturizer are going to actually work on the skin. Um, if you're a woman, your skin your makeup will actually sit flawless on the skin as well because all that dull dead skin cells are lifted. So
0: there's, a, there's a lot to learn about it, too, because everyone has you know their own type of skin. Some people are obviously oily and in and certain parts and, and dry on the cheeks. I feel like that might go for me. <laughs> I'm speaking from a personal level there. So there's a lot of things that go about it, but obviously we have a lot to break down throughout the rest of the morning, so we'll get to that. But for now, I'm seeing it back to you in the studio. I'm live with you. Ben Ryan, News 10, ABC.
2: Hey, a new baby girl making quite the entrance into the
1: world. And it was one that found her dad jumping <laughs> into action on the side of the road.
2: Jenna Marie and Adam McCulloch were on their way to the hospital in Webster, New York, when their little girl decided she didn't want to wait anymore. Jenna knew it was time. Adam pulled the car over calmly, and he knows more medically than most dads because, well, he's a physician. So uh, he used a headphone cord to tie the umbilical cord off. But even uh, with all his experience, he admitted he was a little scared.
0: It's totally different when it's your own child and in such a unexpected situation.
4: You had to be like lightning speed because you like were at the door within seconds and one you asked Siri to call 911, <laughs> So we were on with the 911 dispatch. And with one more push she was in my arms.
1: My husband, yeah, she was out and he was standing shirtless with all of his shirts holding and wrapping her. Oh, their baby Vion came in at seven pounds, ten ounces. She was five days early and her parents say she is just perfect.
0: This community solar project has been several years in the making, and it's a very important project.
5: More than 200 people gathered at the Red Hook Fire Department to celebrate the new community solar array. The project will power municipal buildings in Tivoli, Red Hook and local homes.
2: The really unique aspect about this project again is how local it is it's a it's involving the local governments few of them and local residents and they're all members of it and um, sun common believes that renewable energy and solar can create vibrant communities and help communities out and that's what this project is doing.
5: Red Hook officials say this will save the community thousands each year, providing electric bill credits to 270 homes and 16 municipal electric accounts. One of
0: the great things about it is where it's located. It's located on the village well fields and those well fields can't be used for for much more than what they're doing right now, except for hosting a solar project like this. So it's really a terrific win-win co-location type of a thing.
5: CSA was financed by Kendall Sustainable Infrastructure, and after six years, the town will have the opportunity to purchase it. The governor of the state has made momentous decisions to help promote green, clean energy, and we're looking whatever funding and whatever projects we can get into that are also helpful for our residents and for the world. In Red Hook, Justina Latimer, News 10, ABC.